Welcome back to Live Mike, final segment of today's episode, episode number 70. Uh, for those keeping track at home, we crammed a lot into these 70 episodes. Remember the president got impeached once? We covered it here on this show. Hey, remember Remember there was a, a global pandemic? This new virus uh, went sweeping across the world. We're covering it here on this program. All within the first 70 episodes. We'll see what 71 brings us. Uh, but while we have a few moments left in episode 70, I want to focus on the attorney general's race. Here in the state of Utah, uh, there are a number of names popping up who would like to see uh, themselves uh, positioned to serve the great state of Utah as attorney general. Now, th- this position uh, has a, a fascinating history in, in recent years. As you know, Mark Shirtliff occupied the position for a while. Uh, He was then succeeded by John Swallow. Uh, Those two gentlemen uh, faced some criminal charges. Since, they have for the most part been cleared uh, legally uh, of all wrongdoing, Uh, but that uh, set in motion some interesting things. Uh, The uh, current uh, Attorney General Sean Reyes was uh, placed into office not long after the departure of John Swallow, and he has remained in office since. And there are a number of folks now who would like to challenge him uh, and take that office away, including, interestingly enough, John Swallow himself uh, would like to reclaim the office. Uh, and we may speak to him later on uh, this week. But uh, for the remainder of today's program, we're going to have a conversation uh, with David Levitt. He has made it known he would like to seek the office uh, of Attorney General here in the state of Utah, currently serving as the uh, attorney in Utah County. And I'm grateful to Mr. Levitt for joining us now. Sir, how are you? Doing well, thank you. I hope you're doing well as well. Yeah. Uh, hanging in there, a little bit of social distancing, been broadcasting from home for the past little <laughs> while, and I'm getting a little stir-crazy, but uh, it's a sacrifice that I'll happily make if it uh, does anything to help uh, mitigate the spread of this little virus. Before we get too deep into this conversation, let me ask you this first. Talk to me uh, a bit about uh, your educational and professional background. Well, I've practiced law for 30 years, uh, entirely in the criminal justice system. I spent uh, five years as a public defender. Uh, then I was eight years as the elected Jeb County attorney from 1995 to 2003. Then I defended again, uh, this time in the federal system for a time. But uh, after that, I, I kind of hit the wall and, and burned out of the criminal justice system. And uh, I went to Ukraine and with my family, and we spent 15 years working in Ukraine, helping reform the Ukrainian criminal justice system. And when I came back uh, to Utah, uh, I, I looked at the state of our own criminal justice system and realized that um, I had no business going halfway around the world to fix someone else's criminal justice system when my own was in shambles. And so I uh, changed my mind away from not being involved in the criminal justice system, and I, I ran for uh, office in Utah County and became the, the chief law enforcement official in Utah County as the Utah County attorney. And my aim all along, both in that election and seeking the attorney general's uh, position, is to reform the criminal justice system. The position of attorney general makes you the top law enforcement official in the state. I've always uh, thought that was kind of a neat distinction for an individual to uh, possess. Uh, Talk to us about what uniquely qualifies you in a now growing field of uh, individuals who would like to seek the same office. Well, I've been a prosecutor uh, going on 10 years, an elected prosecutor going on 10 years, which which is uh, significant. I've also been a criminal defense attorney for about that same amount of time. But most significantly, 
what separates me from others is that I've spent 15 years outside of our system in, in Eastern Europe looking at countries, what, what countries are trying to do to try to replicate us. And what, what, what scared me the most about that experience isn't that Eastern Europeans are trying to be like us. What scares me the most is that we are becoming more like them. And our criminal justice system is so out of whack uh, that we are losing all sorts not only of civil rights and and freedoms, but we're also uh, really at war with ourselves. America in 1970 had 200,000 people in in American jails. Uh, Today we have 2.3 million people in American jails. We we jail more people in America than any other country uh, does in their country. And so uh, I'm here to try to fix that. You talk about civil rights and threats against them. Do you feel that there uh, are civil rights uh, facing threat here in the state of Utah? I, I, I think I should have said constitutional rights rather than civil rights, Lee. I mean, the reality is our founders gave us a system that that, that gave us a legislative branch to tell us what was against the law, an executive branch to enforce the law, a judiciary to keep those two in harmony, The two significant powers that the founders never gave government was the power to accuse someone of a crime and the power to find someone guilty of a crime. They reserved that to themselves by way of the jury. And so the Sixth Amendment right of the Constitution to have a right to a trial by jury, we are losing because we plea bargain so many cases. Uh, We started plea bargaining in the Civil War. It became legal officially in 1969. And then we were we were settling 75% of our cases by plea bargains. But today, we settle over 99% of our cases by plea bargain. And what that means is that elected prosecutors like me have essentially unfettered power. We can investigate anyone we want to investigate, accuse anyone we want to accuse, give a deal or not to anyone. And we have 100% complete immunity for our actions. And that's just too much power vested in one person. Is the practice of uh, entering into settlement uh, agreements uh, totally uh, wrong and inappropriate, or are there occasional instances where it is appropriate? Oh, absolutely. There's a place for plea bargains. In fact, I'm not suggesting that we eliminate plea bargains altogether. Uh, well, you know, that's a pipe dream to suggest that we should do that. But all sorts of problems creep in sure. with plea bargains when you have uh, when you have cases decided on relationships between lawyers rather than on the evidence. When you have people who are charged and plead guilty uh, in in large part based on um, things that are external from evidence like implicit bias or that sort of thing, then, you know, it it, it impugns the integrity of our system. So I'm suggesting that maybe we should, rather instead of having 99% of our cases resolved by plea bargain, we'd change our system altogether if we had 90% of them. Uh, by plea bargain. Sure. David Levitt, sir, a candidate for attorney general here in the state of Utah. Our time has expired. I'm grateful to you for joining us on the program today. And as this race continues, I uh, anticipate you and I will be speaking again sometime soon. Uh, Enjoy the day. Best of luck to you, sir. Thank you.
All righty. That's it for today's episode of Live Mike. I am grateful to you for tuning in. Uh, So much news covered here on the program and so much attention, of course, to this coronavirus issue. We will, uh, it is my promise, continue to deliver to you all the information that is valuable to your health and safety as we together continue to combat this coronavirus.